Today's pod is brought to you by Waterfront Comics, located at 609 Main Street, Sassoon City, California. Open every day from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. So if you're looking for a gift for an avid comic book reader or a collectible for a friend, come to Waterfront Comics. John is the guy to see. And if you can't come in person, no worries. Waterfront Comics does ship to home via their email, waterfrontcomics at gmail.com. Hey everybody, this is James and Marco and Nabil, and this is the Movie Files Podcast, podcast number 62. Uh, today we're going to be going over what we've been watching, we have a topic of the week, and we're going to do a movie review on the new Disney animated film, Frozen 2. And before we do begin, we do have a guest again today. And Second timer. Is, yeah, Jill is uh, back again. Welcome back. Thank you. Her Aladdin episode was uh, one of our more popular ones this year, so thank you very much, Jill. Yeah, for thanks coming for having back. me. So, of course. Uh, with, without further ado, guys, let's get into what we've been watching. Hey, what you watching? All right, let's, uh, let's change it up a bit here and start with you, James. What have you been watching? So, guys, what have I been watching? I guess I should talk about it. We all, uh, Marco, Nabil, and I, and also Mikey, saw the Netflix film The Irishman, which is on Netflix. And Did we? It's three and a half hours long, so it's really long. It's beyond long. We we actually took an intermission. Yeah, we did. So we had to. It was one of those movies where there's no intermission actually in the movie. We we created our own. We were like, you know what? It's gonna have one. Do you you have when that should happen? We stopped it at about an hour and forty minutes, and which is a good time. Yeah, we looked at the timer, and we still had another hour and forty minutes left. We randomly nailed it. We did it as like a Thanksgiving thing because Nabil was in town and we're like, you know what? Let's go eat the pie during that time. Friendsgiving. Yeah, we had a Friendsgiving. Yeah, look at that. Uh, So The Irishman is Martin Scorsese's new film that is, uh, it was released in a few theaters like three weeks ago, but now it's on Netflix exclusively streaming. And it's basically about the life of a, I guess he's Irish, even though, you know what, truthfully, Robert De Niro does not look Irish in that movie. He, he did not, no. Yeah, it's about Robert De Niro. I only see him as an Italian guy. That's yeah, it. he plays a guy named Frank that basically rises up through the ranks of the mob. And uh, it's loosely based on true events about like Jimmy Hoffa and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. he eventually becomes an enforcer for Hoffa and the Teamsters. Yeah. You kind of lost me at three and a half hours, and then you lost me again when Robert Isn't the King was Irish. Like three Irish? <laughs> Jesus, probably. But go on. And we're not making this up either. I swear, That's it's really long, but I liked it. I think if you have patience, it's it's best to watch this movie in like a one sitting. Don't try to do it where. Oh, I'll knock out like 20 minutes here, 20 minutes here, there. You know, that's not the kind of movie this is. I agree. It's uh, There's a lot, too, that's thrown at you in the movie. The movie is filled with a ton of information right off the gate. And sometimes it's hard to keep up with names. At least it was for me. And I'm just like, wait, who, who's this guy? Especially with all like the thick, like, act like not accents, but, you know, they, they have that kind of gangster twang to them. So it's like, Which wait, who? fine. Yeah. I mean, they're Italian. <laughs> yeah. So. I would say it's standout of performances, though, like Joe Pesci's in this movie, and he came out of retirement just to do this film, mm-hmm. and he's absolutely great. I really liked his role. I mean, he's kind of always playing the same kind of character in all these movies with, like, Goodfellas and Casino, but it works for him, you know? But that's yeah. what I liked about this one is it was very much different. He was, he was a lot more tame. Like, every yeah. time something happened where you expected his character to blow up, like in other movies, he just mm-hmm. kept his cool and his composure. He was pretty much, like, the De Niro of... 
this movie, it's almost like they switched roles, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. Uh, they, what did Mark? I mean, uh, not Marco. Nabil, I know you saw it too with us. What did you think? Yeah, I agreed. I think it uh, actually did a really good job at portraying that era too. You really felt like you were in the you know the fifties and sixties, and um, how it kind of jumped around in time wasn't too over the top, which is really good. Performances are great. Joe, seeing Joe Pesci on screen. Yeah. Uh, and doing his thing was was pretty awesome too. So it was, de- it's definitely worth a watch just to watch a uh, a Scorsese film that isn't really a gangster film, but definitely is being portrayed as one. Um, it's it's fun to like, see what, all the kind what? of references. This is to definitely it. a gangster film, bro. Yeah, it shouldn't be though. But yeah, he's, mobsters, he's definitely sir. made it one. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, they're killing people. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> there's hits in this shit. Yeah. Bill. what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> I heard right off the bat, there's there's killing. Yeah. Spoiler. Right. I heard that they CGI the younger version of them. They do actually. They, yes. It looks pretty damn good. The de aging in this movie is like uncanny. It's yeah. really good. It's a little creepy at times. Like, oh yeah. shit. Like, okay. I mean, you can't really de age him too much, but if you see what like Joe Pesci looks like now and then what they did in the film, he looks like his Goodfellas slash Home Alone kind of days. Like, oh mm. shit, that's fucking 90s Joe Pesci popping yeah. up. Right. Uh, cool. De Niro, I say, was a little more subtle with his de-aging because it's like, oh, okay, I guess it works. But it, they do a pretty good job. Yeah, they definitely look younger. And it works, too. And it's cool because some of the cuts in the scenes intertwine timelines. So it's like you'll go from a, a slightly de-aged version to a fully de-aged to back mm. to where he's supposed to be now. That's cool. I also saw the um, Mr. Rogers film, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. And uh, strangely enough, it's not really about Mr. Rogers at all. Just to let you know. This is the one that stars Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. But it actually focuses more on the an interview that Mr. Rogers did in the late 90s, I want to say. So the reporter? Yeah, it focuses on the reporter, really, in his life. And it's told in a way, this is weird, right? Where basically it's almost like an episode of the show. And it's like... <laughs> if that makes sense like tom hanks is teaching people like oh this is about like forgiveness and that's actually kind of cool yeah yeah like the, the the scenes in between or the show where it's like a really shitty set you know no yeah. offense to the production value of the show obviously but everybody watched it as kids and it shows it like where there's like a car it's, it's, it's hard to explain but if you watch it it's shot like kind of like how they show the trolley and stuff yeah in exactly the yeah oh, that's no how way. you see the inner cuts oh, of like so cool. in-betweens it's it's stylized really well that way i really liked it it was way different than i thought it was going to be i think it's a good movie to watch with the documentary that came out last year if you saw that one i did the won't you be my neighbor you didn't like it no. god damn <laughs> oh, wow. i thought the end of it to me was just getting started you know what? So I gotta go. So it was go. super slow, and then at the end, I'm like, "Oh, we're getting into some good shit," and then it's like, "Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for watching." I don't know what's going on. Right wow. Now. No, <laughs> I watched it on an airplane, so I was pretty I mean, attentive. I had nothing else to do, and yeah, but at the end, I was airplane. a little let down. You I watched a lot of my plane. movies on the airplane. Good the Shape God. of Water, I watched on an airplane. Wow, really? That one I loved. I don't. I don't know if I could see that movie on an airplane. I don't think. Yeah. Don't know until you try. I, <laughs> I guess, man. It's one of those things too where I we saw the documentary like a month early too. We went to a special screening. Yeah, it was great. So we it got was to out in the see, city too, right? Yeah, we got yeah. to see it in the city, and then I think maybe seeing that a big, big like a big screen makes it different. I don't. I don't okay. It's not Avatar. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> I also saw it, Chips on a plane. That's the best movie I've ever seen on a plane. 
I laughed my ass off on that. That one, one actually does look funny. I won't lie. So. You haven't seen Chips? No. <gasps> Have you? Uh, no. I'm going. <laughs> I'm literally with Jack Shepard. <laughs> no, wait. I'm about the first. CSP officers. It's really Why good. Why the fuck is Chips even being mentioned right now? <laughs> oh, sorry. I saw it on a plane. You gave me shit for watching movies on planes, and I wanted to give myself credit. No, yet. I know. I know. Oh, man. That's fine. I can um, barely remember movies I've seen on planes. But I, I mean, for the most part, because of the way that it's told, and Tom Hanks really gets like the mannerisms of Mister Rogers down, it's it's really good. It's very touching. So, I mean, I liked what I saw in the trailer, and I know I say that a lot, but I yeah, mean, you do. Yeah, I, I, hey, I, I've been really busy. Okay, it's I want to see this fucking that you movie. Like that. <laughs> it's their um, job that you like the trailer, right? Yeah, he's like, you know what? Not bad. I'll add it to my list. I'm like, bro, you add everything to your fucking list. I have a long list. Uh, I say? also saw this shit show of a movie called 21 Bridges. And <laughs> man, I mean, oh. yeah, it was bad. It stars uh, Black Panther himself, Chadwick Boseman, <laughs> as a detective that basically is... Um, is he trying to stop someone who stole Wakanda vibranium? Is that what he's doing? I don't... It, Please Basically, there's a robbery by um, two guys, and they're on the island of Manhattan, and they want to shut the bridges down. That's the 21 bridges. Mm-hmm. Whole, like, um, part of the title, I guess, is what I'm getting at here. And I don't know, man. It's really predictable. This whole movie is, like, by the numbers. There's no... There's, like, quote-unquote twist to this thing, but... Yeah, it's not good. It is not good at oh, all. That's disappointing. It didn't look good. Yeah, I mean, it was free, so I can't. I can't. Yeah, because we have the, the thing. So, did he say Wakanda forever? I I did in the audience <laughs> several times. I was like, I kept talking to Mikey during. I was like, when the fuck does he become Black Panther? <laughs> what the fuck are we watching right now? I was like, how the fuck? Do, see, the Russo brothers produced this shit too, and I'm like, mm, see, just points it out. Maybe they're just really good at making Marvel films. I mean, they're comic book fanboys, so it yeah. makes sense. Everybody's like a caricature of themselves. They're like overblown and shit. It's hilarious. Like J.K. Simmons is in it. And even before you started talking, I was like, I know how he's going to react to this entire situation. I don't know, Nabil, if you were trying to look forward to that movie, but just to let you know, it's not worth it, man. I was really looking forward to the film. I was wondering what your take was on it, but now I feel like I should wait till it comes out on, on streaming or something because it sounds pretty sad. It's funny because one of the robbers is Taylor Kitsch, and he of just course. pretty much bombs out in movies all the time, so... He it really is. It's the, it's the Taylor Kitsch curse, man. Every movie yeah, every he's movie in is in. just fucking trash. Yeah. So damn. Think of it that way. It's not good. And then lastly, I, I'm just watching all the Star Wars stuff leading up to episode nine right now. Nice. So, good stuff. Yep. On uh, good old Disney Plus. All right. right. So, what about you, Nabil? What have you been watching? Um, I, I've also been catching up on the Star Wars stuff, but we're, we're going to have a whole podcast dedicated to all that. So. I don't want to go into too much detail with those. Well, relax, relax. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a race, sir. <laughs> Jesus, you know I'm I'm on a new hope. I'm just saying. Ugh. But I did get to watch something else on Disney Plus uh, since it's Christmas and all. Um, this film called Noel, uh, starring uh, Anna Kendrick and uh, Bill Hader. And uh, I'll give you a little IMDb description here. Basically, Noel, she's always been a support to her brother Nick, which is uh, Bill Hader's character. Um, who's ended up being uh, ordained as Santa, but Nick sort of disappears out of there, out of nowhere, right before Christmas, and Noel essentially goes on a little funny, heartfelt journey to find her brother and try to save Christmas. And it's it's it is kind of like your by the books Christmas story, um, where chaos ensues and they're trying to solve a mess that was created. But it's actually really well done. I was surprised um, by how well the story was was being told. Bill Hader's funny, Anna Kendrick's still funny. I think uh, my wife uh, made a good point on 
Anna Kendrick and and how she was acting, her acting was in the film, and basically saying that the director would have just told her just to be more Anna Kendrick like because she's definitely like a hundred percent her here, like quirky and shit like that. Exactly. Which so it, it's a really fun film if you're looking for yeah different a new Christmas film instead of just a Lifetime films or uh, the Hallmark ones that are coming out. Of course, there's like a hundred of those. Uh, this yeah. is a little different, but it's it's uh, it's not the, like the most deep story but it's got a good obvious little twist at the end and you um kind of feel good watching it and the characters are, are very lovable there too it's like why do i already probably know how this ends oh Same. yeah the trailer gives it all away <laughs> yeah i've also been watching a, a show on netflix uh kind of like a singing competition but for a rap called rhythm and flow it's uh starring a uh, cardi b chance the rapper and ti they're basically searching for the their next big uh, hip-hop star and um, they get like they, they're they're going across the country. Um, Ti goes to his hometown, Atlanta. Cardi B goes to New York. Chance rappers in L.A. And they're scouting for people. And they have guest judges like Big Boy and Fat Joe and Snoop Dogg, who hear a bunch of different rappers uh, or aspiring rappers perform in front of them. And um, so it's you know it's it's a rapping competition, just like it would be a singing competition. But what's different, I think, which is what's really what I really like about it, is that you can you can see the harshness and like the real critiques that the rappers are giving them. The you know the Ti and Cardi B and Chance the rapper, they're not just looking for somebody who oh who can just rap really good. They're also looking for like star appeal. They know that the business is about money. They're gonna have somebody who's gonna make money and see if they can make it in the business. There's there was somebody who was performing that forgot their lines for the rap. And, you know, there was a lot of shade toss to the guy. So, mm. yeah, it's it's very interesting how they do it. And they focus on the city that they're in. They talk about the history of the music and why that's important in that city. Like, they focus a lot when they have an Atlanta episode and going through that. And that's then they kind of... cool. Yeah, it, it, it makes you really feel invested in the different types of rap um, from the is different areas. Chi- is there a Chicago episode with Chance? Chance does end up going to Chicago as well, correct? Okay. Yeah. Which He's is cool. I was like, yeah, why the fuck is he in L.A.? <laughs> he, I, I, he was in L.A. with uh, Nipsey Hussle because um, oh, he wanted cool. to, to put that in there. Um, and you said that they, they actually go to the cities to go visit these artists or these upcoming yeah, artists? So th- yeah, so they're holding a competition in the different cities, just like the auditions would be like on an American Idol in the, uh, country mm-hmm. country or city the city. But um, not all of them are in each location. And then they all kind of send them all to L.A., you know, and then they do the uh, big final that's, that's, that's actually kind of cool that they go and, like, seek out the artist and you kind of see, like, I'm assuming you see their roots and how they came to be, yeah. you know, what yeah. an upcoming rap artist, which is cool. He's like assembly crew. It doesn't, it doesn't really <laughs> sound or it doesn't look so, like, manufactured as some of the other. It, and it's not, do. even how it's shown, it's not where it's, it's saying, okay, on to the next person, on to the next person, they just keep going. It's, you know, they're talking about the person's history. They're going through the city. Like I said, they're talking about why the, the whole, the uh, judges are looking at going into what rapping is to them and why it's important. And they interact with the crowd too. There was one where um, uh, Cardi B was giving crap to the crowd that was with them because they were just applauding for everybody. And Cardi B like, you can't just say, you know, that everybody's good. We've got to, we can't just send everybody to LA. You know, you've got to give some real good feedback here. Otherwise this isn't going to work. And was, uh, you know, being harsh to them. So they're really trying to, to find something meaningful in an artist. But so, it shows uh, some of the crowds are very passionate about their hometown artists too. Exactly. So. Or being yeah. on a show. Oh, uh, yeah. But, yeah. So you would we're, recommend we're it watching. then, Nabil? I definitely would. Uh, if you're into the singing shows, this is definitely um, a, a different take on it. 
Um, and if you're just into rap or hip hop, there's a lot of good history in it and, and good artists. And um, you get to see the different judges that and guest judges that come on and, and some young talent that, you, you know, you don't always get to see um, uh, out in out in the world, especially like with their mixtapes and stuff. So this is a good way to see what what the different type of rap styles are across the country. And, and you know, it's I think I think it's a really good take on on this uh, genre. Is that all you've been watching? That's uh, sorry. Yeah, that's all I've been watching, guys. All right, just want to um, make sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, what about you? Um, what have you been watching, Joe? Me? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're on the hot seat now. I am. So it made me think of it when James said 21 Jump Street. They were all like caricature versions of themselves. I just watched Charlie's Angels. Well, it's not even 21 Jump Street. It's 21, <laughs> oh, 21 Bridges, Joe. That's what, whatever. <laughs> all ring a bell. That's a good movie. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> 21 bridges anyways uh, don't, don't Char- watch it charlie's angels they were all like a caricature of themselves so i saw charlie's angels a couple weeks ago i wanted to see that one it's actually, actually. kind of good yeah. i went in thinking this will be hella dumb um i came out like actually that was kind of cute really? uh, Kristen stewart plays like a crass like sarcastic and she's in all of the trailers it's Kristen stewart right you're looking at me like i got my yeah no 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 okay. I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> she's like what's so the girl I from was, twilight i guess yeah i i didn't ever saw twilight my issue going Wait, into what? it was i thought that they were gonna spend all of their funny moments of her in the trailer yeah. and i'm like if those are her five funny moments like call right. this movie a wash she actually had way more i thought mm-hmm. um it came off really not corny it was kind of cool okay. the movie itself was corny because it's a charlie's angels movie that's their yeah. shtick but did you like the uh i guess remakes they made back in the yeah. mid 2000s um the uh drew barrymore yeah. Cameron, of course okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that was basically that was my first charlie's angel i never saw the originals yeah fair faucet or whatever yeah. um but i thought this one had a very strong like female power mm-hmm. undertone more so than the Drew Barrymore one. Um, it did have a couple unexpected twists. Really? Which I I thought I was like predicting the movie, and there were a couple times, more than one, and I was like, oh dang. Nice. I didn't see that coming. Nice. There I also thought it ended at one point, and I'm like, what the fuck? It but just kept going. You're like, oh wow. <laughs> no, like they Uh-oh. do this like pan out shot, and I'm like, oh, are, we, are we gonna get more anyways? It's trying you to pull do. Lord of the Rings, multiple yeah. endings. That's yeah, fine. it's cute. Um, yes. So would you say it's self-aware because it's so goofy at times? Yes, nice. I would say that. Elizabeth Smart, is she the one that produced it and wrote it? Is that her uh, name? Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, nice. She tweeted, part of why I wanted to see it, she tweeted and said, well, if you're going to have a flop, you might as well have your name on it 10 times or something because she wrote, <laughs> acted, produced it, whatever. Yeah. I didn't think it was a flop. I think it didn't have enough support in the um, publicity of it or whatever, right. but it's actually a pretty cute movie. I would recommend it. I'd probably even see it again. I've been meaning really? to see it. I just haven't got a chance to go out to the theater as yeah. much. She yeah, don't this... care about feminism. That's why. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> just yeah. kidding. She, well, I mean, Elizabeth Banks said it filled because guys didn't go out to see it, apparently. so. I know. Her tweets were a little whack, but yeah, I was like, was cool. It flopped. I mean, you're not going to get a sequel, so. Yeah. Um, she could. Uh, it didn't. <laughs> I mean, financial-wise, it, 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 they lost a lot of money. So Did they? That's yeah. So. Dang. There Pretty. were a lot of. It came in like a lot of, but there were quite a few surprising flops. Yeah, like there's recently been, came out. There's been a couple, but I mean, I I still want to check it out. So, yeah. but it's it it's already kind of out of theaters now, by the way. So 
The other thing that I'm watching yes. and I'm taking very seriously these days. Okay, here we go. This is, we knew <laughs> this am, was going to happen. I'm two years late to the Timothy Chalamet fucking bandwagon, but I'm driving it myself at this point. I saw, You changed your Twitter thing on that. That's my first Twitter handle. Or my, like, what's it, bio? Bio. I was it like, says healthy the? Timothy Chalamet obsession. Oh, it's wow. healthy. I, it's robust. Yeah, it's I guess. I mean, um, so Netflix came out with an original movie called The King, and mm-hmm. it starred him. And that made me think, oh shit, he was in that movie, Call Me By Your Name, that I never saw, but I told myself I would try to mm-hmm. see or something. Mm-hmm. So it came out in 2017. Um, it stars Timothy Chalamet and Army Hammer. It's about a kid named Elio who's in high school, and his parents um, are super smart and adorable. But his dad's a professor, and he has a, a grad student come to Italy from America and uh, study for the summer. And Elio, who plays the son, and Army Hammer, who plays the student, have this like summer love affair. It is so good to me. I'm down with that movie. I love it. Yeah, you're saying you saw it four times? Um, don't call me out. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Jeez. four times like in a week. And oh, I shit. was, because, okay, I got a star seven day trial. <laughs> so I'm like, watch it, watch well. it, watch it, watch it, watch it. Um, but I saw Brokeback Mountain back when it came out. And I'm like, oh, how cutting edge. A Good gay movie. love story. I didn't like it. Oh, I, it I, I, the two of them didn't sell it for me. Jake Gyllenhaal and Keith what? Ledger. They didn't wow. sell it for me. Really? They looked angry to me about their gayness which i know was the t- the time period yeah they're like they hiding it, it. That's i why. know yeah. but even when they were together they're, they're, to, they come to they're come to terms with it that's all one's no. supposed to be like a radio guy no, no. And they're supposed to be tough guys that's why yeah. listen when they were together i didn't believe it when T- army hammer and timothy chalamet are together i'm like this is stellar acting i'm obsessed with timothy chalamet Okay, I can't say more because I have not seen Call Me by Your Name, but I need I know I need to see it. I know. James, James has seen it. Me. Yeah, I, I saw it. It's so good. And it I watched it enough times to be like, he got robbed. I wanted him to win Best Actor. But then I think that maybe he'd I, have a big head and I anyways. just recently saw Lady Bird, which he's in. I just so, saw Lady Bird. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's got a little cameo role in there. I know. So she doesn't like her ladybird. I know. Holy I know. shit. I know. I just, but I mean, listen, okay, so after Call Me by Your Name, I'm like this is so good. Um, I watched Beautiful Boy, yeah. which is starring Timothy Chalamet, my new boyfriend, <laughs> and uh, Steve Carell, who actually is really good in a dramatic role. It right. follows the true story of an autobiographical author who wrote about his son's opioid addiction. Timothy Chalamet plays the son. Um, he does a stellar job. Steve Carell does a really good job. I have a theory, though, that I didn't get a not enough traction because people didn't want to see Steve Carell be serious because he's actually super good in it to me. I don't but think it's I don't that. Think... I think, I don't know. I don't think it's, it's an okay movie. Truthfully, yeah. the outcome of that film doesn't pay off by the end of that film. Yeah. Unless if you know what I'm talking about. Go into the rabbit hole. I mean, yeah, but I mean, if you go all the, yeah, the true story is much different, but the way that they end the film, it's kind of like, why? Yeah. See, I, I agree with that, but I was talking to someone about watching it and she said that, you know, her brother has an opiate addiction or has addiction of some kind. Yeah. And she says that her sympathy for her parents is why she hasn't watched it. And I'm like, it's actually more about the parents, I think, and uh, shows yeah. like healthier coping mechanisms and codependency. And so after that, one, how it affects them too with yeah. the results, like coming home and find your shit stolen. It's like, what yeah. the hell? It's, it's rough. I mostly was watching it as a exploration of timothy chalamet's talent and that did not disappoint i would recommend it for that reason oh he's great in there yeah um he's very convincing i watched the king 
which is on Netflix. It's uh, about King Henry V and how I, he I get it. I'll, I'll watch it. Jill's just giving me these eyes like... <laughs> well, you're like over oh, 2 on my Timothy Chalamet <laughs> ones. So anyways, Actually, the king is good. Actually, he's over 3 now. Yeah. You haven't seen the king either? We no, don't know. fucking life. Um, it's really good. It is... Preach, kind of a, Jill. Yeah. It's kind of set darkly. Like you can't have any light on. I had like a lamp or something and I'm like, this isn't working. I need pitch black to really soak it in. I feel it. Um, it stars Timothy Chalamet and, oh. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson is so good in it. He was surprising. He was a pleasant the surprise in it. The new Batman. Yes. Read yeah. it and weep. Um, Robert Pattinson's in it. Um, Timothy Chalamet. And then there's another guy who was in The Gift. Joel <laughs> yeah. Egerton. Oh. Yes. oh, yeah. And he co-directs it. He's Australian, and he was in The Gift. But yeah. he has a starring role in it as well um, with Timothy Chalamet. They play like... He plays Timothy Chalamet, the King Henry V. Before he's a king, he's like a drunk, and he doesn't give a shit about being a king ever. And he, um, Joel Egerton, Edgerton, plays his best friend. And then when the king dies, spoiler, you should know that already, King Henry... <sighs> becomes the king that's a spoiler too but he's a king in real I'm, life i'm walking out um just, just he plays pause, his like closest confidant <laughs> and one of the trailers said like you know you're my only friend and then he said a king doesn't have friends he has followers and foe Ooh. it's like dun, dun, dun. But, i actually have not seen a single trailer either. really neither have I. I i was gonna go in blind so it's cool <laughs> okay i'm pretty deep in timothy chalamet youtube so all of well, my ads and my sponsored links he, are coming he got casted recently for the new dune movie that they're making yes and i'm excited about that i am too and little women which i'll be seeing yes we'll so, be watching that one too. that's the same director from uh I know. Lady Bird. i'm giving her another chance emma watson's in it Don't she's fuck it up. great i know, I know. no it was directed well i just didn't like the story have anyway, you seen I, her other movie, 20th Century Woman, uh, is really good, too. You might like that oh. one, too. Yeah. See? Does it have Timothy Chalamet? It does not. <laughs> it does not. But, uh, but I mean, the only thing I didn't like about Lady Bird, not to chime in on a Go different movie, it. was just the, the whole Sacramento bashing thing. But other than that, it was great. Yeah. Well, the Agreed reason I didn't disagree. like it is a little more fundamental. The mother-daughter relationship was shit to me. I didn't like it. And that was the whole basis of the movie, so... Anyways, Agreed yeah, that's so. <laughs> so I'm watching uh, Charlie's Angels and Timothy Chalamet. Nice, awesome. Good what stuff. about you, Marco? Uh, I mean, well, I haven't been watching Timothy Chalamet, so I guess uh, you know we're so just gonna skip me. What, what am I even doing? I'm just gonna go home right now and just marathon a whole bunch of Timothy Marco Chalamet was like movies. Timothy who, <laughs> the guy from Dune, the new one that hasn't come out yet. No, I watched. Oh, I've been watching Rick and Morty season four. Or at least the first three episodes that have come out. And we mentioned that show on here before. It's the Adult Swim slash Cartoon Network animated sitcom created by Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon. And it stars Justin Roiland as Rick Sanchez slash Morty Smith. As well as Chris Parnell as Jerry Smith, Morty's dad. So, I mean, basically the show is about a crazy scientist named Rick Sanchez who takes his grandson... Morty on various interdimensional adventures, sometimes against Morty's will, and that's basically the the essential plot of it. Most of the episodes are interconnected, or they have some sort of uh, movie theme. Uh, this season really taps into uh, movies like Edge of Tomorrow, uh, The Old Man of the Sea, and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and. Within each episode, crazy things happen. Uh, Rick and Morty are either trying to save a civilization or they're trying to stop, you know, the end of the world to... Are you liking Rick, this season? To Rick trying to stop someone from using his toilet. 
Yeah, seriously, like the, like was. that's how batshit crazy these episodes are. Uh, I, I am I am liking the season a lot. Yeah. The I, I like the show. It's one of my favorite shows. The episodes are deeper than what they seem on paper, or even when you first give them a first watch. In every episode, at the end, it changes that specific character, like Rick. Whether it's Rick, whether it's uh, Morty's dad, whether it's Morty's mom, his sister, or Morty himself, no character is the same after that specific episode. And each one of those outcomes affects the way they turn out by the end of each season. Like even Rick, he's less of an alcoholic this season and a like a drug user as he was in earlier seasons. Like, mm-hmm. and that's because of various consequences that have happened in previous seasons. Morty, he was a lot more bashful and shy. He speaks his mind more now. He's braver more. He's learned yeah. a few lessons that have, I guess, made him able to stand up to his grandfather Rick now. So that's cool. That's yeah. deeper than I thought. I've never watched it. I've only seen the memes, and I yeah. always thought like mm. they're funny. Yeah, they yeah. They, they yeah, they, but I never would think that it has like a cool storyline that oh yeah, episode it's much episode, darker than you think too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very Probably dark, it. and you you get a little more of a glimpse into the mind of these characters, which is great. I'm loving it. It's I mean they have like a 70 episode contract with Cartoon Network right now. So it's going to be around for years. And I highly recommend it. If you're a fan of adult oriented, well, I wouldn't say adult oriented comedy because some of the comedy is pretty childish, but um, I guess, you know, gross comedy and I guess yeah. semi adult content, but it's uh, like smart comedy. I think. Yeah. I, I would say like, if you like South park uh, or even family guy, family guy, then this is something for yeah. you. Um, I definitely don't recommend that you watch this with young kids. This is for adults only. So yeah, check it out. It's also on Hulu. If you're a subscriber, you can catch up on the first three seasons there, like I have. And yeah, it's great. Um, aside from that, I've been watching randomly Justified season one, oh, which that, is that's uh, the, that's Nabil's stuff. Right? I know that's it's a Justin a, Timberlake album, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It actually is. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, you get a high five for I'm that. I'm like, oh, there's a okay, show, yes. too? That's okay, cool. Yeah, it is. He's dancing the whole time. Mm-hmm. You just, you're just you mesmerized the whole time. No, it's the FX original um, crime drama, and it's on Amazon Prime Video now, all six seasons. And it stars Timothy Oliphant as Raylan Givens, <laughs> Walter Goggins as Boyd Crowder. And basically, the show is about uh, Deputy U.S. Marshal Raylan Givens is reassigned from Miami to his hometown of Harlan, Kentucky after he coerces a felon to into a gun duel with him and he ends up shooting the guy and killing him. Have you him. seen it before? I started it years ago. I got up to the end of season two, okay, but I never continued it after that. This was back when you remember when Netflix was giving out like actual physical discs for yeah. rental. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This was back in those days. So I started with the first two seasons, marathoned them all, and then I stopped for a while. I gotcha. And just never got around to, you know, getting back into it. But then I did my whole Deadwood thing and saw Timothy Oliphant was in it. And I was like, you know what? I never finished Justified. It's another really good, you know, show. And then it popped up on Amazon because all our devices track us now and listen to us. So yeah, I've been watching it and um, I've been enjoying it again this time around. I forgot like just how good this show was. It's essentially basically like a modern Western also. Raylan Givens is basically kind of like the same character that Timothy Oliphant played in Deadwood, but 
rather than having you know a, a kind of a droll in his in his voice he's kind of more like upbeat but he still has like his sharp temper yeah um so now he's like in the first season he's basically dealing with the consequences of his previous actions of you know getting into duels with uh other felons and it's given him a reputation people like know that he's kind of a hothead and willing to you know shoot to kill but now he's kind of coming to terms with that and realizing that as he's pursuing these other felons in his hometown that some of these people they just became criminals due to circumstance they're not all vile like violent killers like he's been convinced this whole time and he's also dealing with his past in his hometown he's left a lot of unfinished business and it's sort of like just catching up to him i think it's every cool. time you're saying timothy she's like wait a minute no i Which just googled t- no, him. You- timothy oliphant is hot i remember him from catch and release and i remember guy. justified and i remember back in the fx days being like okay that looks kind of cool yeah, i was watching it, nip tuck at that time but it was cool it would it's funny because what got me into that is the commercials for justified is he would always do some sort of movie quote and one of the movie quotes was a star wars quote and he it's, it's about right han there. it's about han shooting thir- first and i'm like Okay, I want to watch this shit yeah. now. Well, but I want to Nabil... watch it because it's another hot to me. <laughs> yeah, just definitely worth watching for Nabil, that. Nabil, you've seen all the Justified, right? Yeah, it, it was a show I, I watched pretty religiously uh, when it first came out. So, Yeah, um, I remember that. It's, I mean, it's exactly what Marco said. It, it's uh, Basically, he's a U.S. Marshal, but essentially acts like a bounty hunter, and he's pretty rogue. It's it's fun, It's, it's especially if you like Westerns. It's, it's definitely modern-day Westerns. And this is where you really get to see... Walter Goggins shine, you know, you, you see him a lot yeah, of shows like now. Goggins. Yeah. But yeah. Th- his character in this this, this show develops so well from start to finish. Um, he has a great ending. Um, it's just watching that alone is is really worth worth the whole series. I think it's like six seasons or five seasons. Yeah, six seasons. Yeah, I, and I agree. The whole dynamic between <laughs> Walter Goggins' character, Boyd Crowder and Raylan Givens, and they they play this mental chess game with each other because they grew up together and now they've become arch rivals and each one each time each one is trying to one up each other which is pretty cool. But yeah, that's uh, pretty much all I've been watching aside from like James had mentioned we have started our Star Wars marathon because we are going to be eventually reviewing Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. So yeah, yeah. All right, guys, let's go move on now to our topic of the week. It's the topic of the week. Okay, so topic of the week here. I actually reached out to Jill about this one ahead of time, just to kind of see if, what she wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I guess everything on our mind lately has been Disney Plus uh, through the many uh, the big D, yeah, the, all the streaming services here. All of us have it. So basically, broke the internet last week, right? Or whenever it came out. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. So for the most part. I just we just kind of break it down, see if it's worth it. Recommend it to you guys if you haven't t- uh, made the jump yet. I guess I think a lot of people have though, and see if it's worth it. What you've been watching on it? What do you think it's worth it? What do you want to see in the future of it too? Uh, Jill, like for instance, have you been enjoying Disney Plus? I love Disney Plus. Disney Plus has had me feeling like Disneyland for two weeks. Nice. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet and Disneyland all in the same time. I thought you were going to be um, like, there's no Timothy Chalamet movies. No, that's okay. I need a break <laughs> sometimes, you know? I got to just like give yeah. him some space. But um, I'm enjoying it. I went straight to the classics. The first one was Aladdin. And oh, nice. Because you remember, if you remember me from the last episode I was on, I didn't really like the remake of Aladdin. So if, I went if back not, to the original. you can put original. pause and you can go back and listen to that episode right now. Yeah, exactly. It's, and not, a bad, it's not a bad one, though. I didn't like it. So I watched the original 1992 Aladdin, and it is 
That's just good as good as I remember. And oh, yeah. watching it as an adult, now that we no longer have Robin Williams, it just had that much more yeah. like, holy shit, he was brilliant. And he's so good for children audience or you know young audiences and also adults. The humor yeah. in it is just so good. And I found little nuggets of things that I probably didn't catch when I was five watching it. But watching it now is like he was just the best voice actor to ever do it, in my opinion. Um, the songs are good. The story's good. And then I went to Beauty and the Beast, which is another one of my all times. That was amazing. Um, I've good never movie. seen that one. Little Mermaid, shortly thereafter. What did you say? <laughs> I've, yeah. never I've never seen, seen Beauty and the Beast. I've never seen Beauty and the Beast. Get oh, my a, God. The get a animated film, Beauty and the Beast, you've never seen? Correct. Why? I mean... Do we stop right now? I thought, we, I thought about it long and hard, and I'm like, you know what? I don't think I've ever seen that movie. I've seen the first like 20, 30 minutes, and then like I zonked out, and I never gave another chance. Another chance. So actually, I watched it because I didn't like the live action of Beauty and the Beast, Ooh. and I had one of those memories that you swear <laughs> is true, and then you get proven wrong. Yeah. What is that? Whatever that memory is called. I had a completely Selective different memory? and better no, memory of the. Um, Animated? Of the animated, yeah. Yeah. The moment where he gives her the library. I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. I recall you telling me this. And then I watched it and I was like, it was not that epic. No, what the fuck? A- but the sentiment was epic. I and stand by what I said. And this is why you were like, okay. Because I remember you I didn't like-, like the live action because that was anticlimactic. At least in the the cartoon, it was climactic in like an I'm emotional sorry they time way. travel. I know. Some people didn't like that. That like, time traveling eh, yellow so fever weird. shit was dumb. So. What else? Oh, Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, the, the live Tramp's action really Lady and the Tramp on Disney Plus is really good. I never saw the cartoon, but I'm a fan I of the live see the action. Cartoon. Whatever. See I've never seen Dumbo or Bambi. <laughs> Whoa! What? Yeah. What? I don't watch the sad animal ones. Oh. I but watched. I didn't see Fox and the Hound and it scarred me, so I'm not watching that one on wow. Disney Plus. But oh, I do love it. Dog. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, what about you, Marco? Have you been enjoying it? Yeah, yeah, I've really been liking Disney Plus. I have been delving into certain nostalgic shows here and there. Like yeah. I, I started watching Darkwing Duck, which is a cartoon I'd watched as a kid. Oh yeah, and it, it reminds me of elementary school coming home and you know fighting my brother for the remote control so we could see who could turn it on Darkwing Duck the fastest. And um, yeah, it's it's been quite. Quite an experience. The cartoon is not as um, good as I remember it. No, I mean, a lot of those ones are like, "Oh, the gummy bears are fucking weird." But you, <laughs> you know, know, you still have the nostalgia attached yeah. to it, yeah. so that I mean, that gives you a biased opinion into liking it. I also saw a few episodes of Tailspin, which was another childhood favorite of mine. That show actually kind of does hold up, but mainly because. I, I'd say of all the Disney cartoons back in the day, that was probably like my most favorite because it was a, about yeah, you know airplanes and you know dog fights and stuff. And so. Randomly below dog fights. It. Yeah. What is Tailspin? Dog fight. You dog know, like, fights, when, like air, airplane airplane fighting. fighting. Yeah. Oh. It's lingo for airplane fighting. <laughs> <It's like> fucking <laughs> yeah, Disney was yeah. up to what? Well, I mean, like, dog fighting well, is like a coyote or like yeah. a fox. So I mean, I guess he's kind of dog fighting. Okay. You know, with a bear. But it's a bear, though. Yeah. But I mean, I, I liked all that stuff. It was, it was really cool. And uh, only thing that I have an issue with is that none of these episodes are in chronological order. They what? didn't fix that yet. No. 
okay. At least I haven't checked yet. I mean, they I, made I some haven't adjustments gone back. to the app. The app was a little buggy first couple of days. So. Yeah, so I had a huge issue with that. Cause I'm like, this is not the first episode of the show. I know what the first episode is, sir. But uh, okay, whoa, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than that, obviously, I've been watching The Mandalorian. We mentioned it last week, and oh yeah, it's uh, probably one of my favorite shows now, right now too. Uh, it's killing it right now. It's it's basically beat out Stranger Things as far as like streamings. So yeah, there's what's that. the premise of that? Cause I haven't started it. It takes place five years after Return of the Jedi, which is like the sixth movie in the Star Wars saga, and it's about a bounty hunter that's uh, basically trying to survive in the galaxy. Okay. Yeah, that's all I can tell Pretty you right much, now yeah. without, without spoiling without anything. Spoiling so every yeah. Star Wars movie ever. <laughs> no, yeah, to, to, to a point. To a point. Um, Wow. And I watched part of, not fully, but I started watching also uh, Return to Oz on Disney Plus because I like it so much better than the original or the first one. And I think it's a, an incredible movie. For those of you who don't know, it's that Wizard of Oz sequel that came out that stars Fruza Balk. And I bought you that shit on DVD, son. What are you talking about? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> shit was hella pricey back then, too. I was like, this motherfucker was like $60 for this fucking movie. <laughs> Oh, I BFF. fucking love that movie. I don't give a fuck if it's in HD. <laughs> uh, Nabil, what about you? Have you been enjoying the uh, monopolization of uh, entertainment that is Disney Plus? Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel about it because I like it a little too much. <laughs> um, we all do, man. Just do. I, you know, I've been watching um, Mandalorian, of course, and really enjoying yeah. seeing Star Wars and and the the quality that it's giving it. I know you're watching it in like 4K, James, but even just seeing it 1080p, like everything oh, yeah. pops. It's just almost yeah, as good, good as uh, the Definitely DVD, the Blu-rays. But also, uh, I, I was watching Gargoyles, um, which I agree with you, Marco, watching some of these cartoons over again. Um, not as good as you remember them, but still entertaining. I remember liking the Gargoyles movie, though. Yeah. The thing that oh, leads into the animated show, mm-hmm. right? I think. Yeah. Oh, TV yeah. Movie. I forgot there was a movie. So wait, is it not as good as we remember then? The I mean the the story is still fine, but watching the animation, it's like oh, oh yeah, yeah it doesn't is, hold up, especially for gargoyles. I think that yeah. was rough back yeah, it's, then. It's dude. just very it glitchy like sometimes. Too. Yeah, yeah. So um, cool, and then seeing the Simpsons on there too, I always you know put that on just on the background. Um, yeah. So it's nice to see that all in there. Um, it's like Nabil was gonna be like, and I saw a Christmas movie called Noel. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> and this what Christmas the fuck movie, you talking about this <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean. Uh, so yeah, I've I mean, been really so. enjoying Disney Plus though. So uh, I'm sorry, Nubo, did I cut you off? No, I was saying it's been fun. Yeah, definitely. It, yeah. it it's Goodbye, one of those Bill. things. Yeah, we're like <laughs> later. He's like, son of a bitch, I'm trying to talk. No, it's cool. There's a lot of stuff to it, man. I've been watching Mandalorian. Uh, all the Star Wars films are in 4K. First time ever. They look for epic. the What's prequel. 4K? Oh, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> time out. Let's put I'm pause the casual here. watcher here. What is 4K? Um, 4K is the resolution of the um, the movie. So okay. instead of 1080p, it's like a step above. It's 1440p. Okay. It's ultra the HD. It's what, it's what makes it yeah. look it even more real. And so. it has something called Dolby Vision and um, high dynamic range, which gives you like better shadows, better colors, p- pops out more. Cool. It's like the it's better than HD. It's ultra HD. Gotcha. So yeah. And like for these movies that are were made back in like the seventies and eighties, it makes them look a little bit more modern too, oh, which nice. is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean even even the prequel movies look good, man. And those Dude, came yeah. out in the mid two thousands. So I just watched episodes one, two, three. I'm on solo right now. So. I believe you said that you could smell Jar Jar. <laughs> just... <laughs> I, did I say that? I was like, I could smell this little fuck. That's cool. He's like, man. I mean, it looked cool. It's the best those movies have ever looked. 
and it's impressive because leading up into episode nine you know it's nice to see like the best version of these films is yeah. pretty cool yeah um i have been watching the world according to jeff goblin as well so every week jeff goblin basically goes into like a subject that's interesting so like one week it's like sneakers another week it's like ice cream another week it's tattoos Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a really interesting thing, especially if you like Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, who so, doesn't? Which I because he's kind of like a quirky guy, and he—I don't know if that's just his character of him. Yeah, but I mean, it seems like he's like and that he's in real life. Notoriety lately for like being a hot old guy. Yeah, he's always Silver had Fox. notoriety. I think for just being a good guy, looking guy. Ever since like The Fly and Jurassic Park and shit. Yeah. Oh, The Fly is such a good movie. But uh, I saw a trailer for the world according to Jeff Goldblum and yeah. it actually it does look very interesting it's really interesting every week there's a new episode That's it's cool. never anything too serious either so it's like oh and yeah. like I said if you like Jeff Goldblum yeah check it out learn a thing or two especially the sneaker one was really cool so I uh, watched Lizzie McGuire which was my nostalgia I haven't got done even Stevens yet even though I'm obsessed with Shia LaBeouf but one thing I'm excited about in Disney Plus I heard they're coming out with new Proud Family episodes are they? I love the Proud Family. That was a little yeah past me, I guess. Yeah, same. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen that. Uh, Beyonce sings the theme song. Yeah. Well, Solange sings it, but Destiny's Child is on there too. Oh, okay. fun fact. Well, did not know that. You're welcome. I yeah. something. I don't think I've ever seen an episode. I'm not really? gonna lie. Swear to God. I still remember certain episodes. Like I, one I of mean, their friends has big feet, and they don't know it until she takes her shoes off at the pool, and everyone's like, "Dude, <laughs> what are those?" It was the first one of that. <laughs> The fuck's wrong with your fucking doing, feet? One thing I do hope they bring, which I, no one would probably know what this is, but they used to have this old live action show of Dumbo called Dumbo Circus. Never. Nope. It, never don't heard. do never it. Could I thought you were yeah. going to say Bug Juice. That would be cool if they brought back. Is Bug Juice on the app? I want to say, but fuck, I don't remember actually. No, I don't think bug so. Juice. I don't know. It doesn't come in a jar. <laughs> bug Juice. Was that Disney or Nickelodeon? It was Disney. I was a Disney Channel girl. Oh, I'm thinking of Nickelodeon short, the uh, Solution Shorts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's a camp one too, right? Yeah, it is. Bug Juice was a do- um, I watched a show. lot of Bug Juice. One girl had... <laughs> Never mind. Jesus. One girl had diabetes on there. It's just sounds bad. Why is that funny? This is some real. They're, they're tackling childhood diabetes on. You're like this bitch gotta be taking shots and shit bug in between juice. the show. Uh, so I mean, do you guys think it's worthwhile? And on top of that, what do you want to see in the future other than what's already been announced? As a quick little outro out here, Jill. Yes, it's worth it. Um, I hope they do. A Shia LaBeouf autobiography. I was going to say more Shia LaBeouf. They're already yeah. doing that. Autobiography. <laughs> it's called Honey Boy. I know. I can't wait about? to see that. But I mean like a documentary style one. Oh, like on like what happened to these Disney stars kind of thing? Yeah, that'd It be would cool. not be Disney appropriate. No. They'd be his like, story would not well, be Disney appropriate. Well, when Shia was freebasing with his friends, I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. They showed that on Disney+. Plus. Uh, what about you, Marco? I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I think it's a great freaking deal. I mean, it's like six bucks a month and you get... Seven profiles, four can stream all at once. I mean, that's yeah. a that's a deal. They are definitely challenging the streaming business right now, yeah. and it's it's definitely worth it. Even just like what is it, the seven or thirty day free trial? Yeah. Just go in there and just scratch the surface and see if it's worth worth your while. Um, I would like to see 
my old TV shows in chronological <laughs> order. Okay, <laughs> that's that's God, really my. So that's, much. That's where yeah. they don't do it. They do it like a featured kind of thing. Like, oh, these are like the popular ones or something. Like, what's... I think it's just a glitch. They have to figure. Yeah, it out. they're ju- they're just. Uh, I believe they're in alphabetical order. Oh, that's stupid. There's no yeah. way to sort it. No. Wow. No, unless they like I said, I haven't gone back yet to see if they've yeah, they done it because I mean I had I was going off of memory and how the order of these episodes went, and I was wow. like, okay, I can't figure this shit out. And some episodes you have to watch them in chronological order because sometimes they do shuffle. Look, yeah, I'm like, what the, the fuck is this? Fuck is this? I'm paying premium prices here. Yeah. Why is it on shuffle? <laughs> so I mean, aside from that, um, they have a really good library so far. Yeah, yeah, so. definitely. Uh, what about you, Nabil? And do you think it's worthwhile? And what do you want to see? Definitely worthwhile. For the for the cost, um, but the library is vast. They don't have a lot of new content yet, but you know it's still a young um, streaming service. It's coming though. They got a, They just announced that Willem Dafoe uh, Wolf movie coming out next month what? or this month actually. Right. Toto or whatever. Yeah, look that shit up. I, I do think also, you know, I can't wait to see what they do with the Fox properties. Yeah. And I know some of it's going to go on Hulu, but I'm sure there's going to be some more family friendly shows that Fox owns that. Um, and maybe movies that might show up on that platform. So kind of looking forward to that. Possibly. Maybe they're going to d- dive into some of the older Fox stuff too, right? Yeah. That I bet they do more live actions just for Disney Plus too. Lady yeah. and the Tramp was cute enough to do that again with. I like that a lot actually. Makes them exclusive. I was like, man, Lady and the Tramp, quite good. Um, for me, I think it is worth it. It's, I mean, I got the deal where it was so cheap. For I signed for the three-year thing, I think. Is that what it was, Nibble? Yeah, it was for three years. Yeah, three years for like $2.39 a month. So, so cheap. That's probably why I gave it around for everybody. <laughs> Jill, Thank you. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Appreciate that. My niece is like, thanks. I'm like, no problem. Um, <laughs> so yeah, overall, guys, Disney Plus, check it out. It is worth it. It has a lot of stuff, a lot of upcoming stuff as well. Let's move on now, guys, to our movie review of Frozen 2. Far away. As north as we can go, once stood an enchanted forest. You've seen an enchanted forest? Yes, it was a magical place, but something went wrong. Since then, no one can get in or out. Wow. Papa, that was epic. What would I do without you? You'll always have me. Has Elsa seemed weird to you? She seems like Elsa. There's this voice. Voice? What does that mean? Head for the cliffs! I'm gonna blow! I've got you! The kingdom is not safe. Find who is calling to you. Okay, so the IMDb description of this movie is Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, Olaf, and Sven leave Arendelle to travel to an ancient autumn-bound forest of an enchanted land. They set out to find the origin of Elsa's powers in order to save their kingdom. This is directed by Chris Buck, who did Tarzan in 1999, Surf Up in 2007, and Frozen in 2013, and co-directed by Jennifer Lee, who also did the original Frozen in 2013 as well. Uh, this stars Kristen Bell as Anna, the, uh, Idina Menzel as Elsa, Josh Gad as Olaf, Jonathan Groff as Kristoff, Sterling K. Brown as Matthias, Evan Rachel w- uh, Wood as Iduna, Alfred Molina as Agnar, Martha Plimpton as Elena, and Jason Ritter as Ryder. So, guys, before we start with the review here, I just want to ask, what is your guys' opinion on the first film? 
Frozen, the original animated film. So starting with you, Joe. I loved the first Frozen. I watched it really late. I think it came out on Thanksgiving, and I yeah. watched it in a drive-through movie theater by myself in like February. Wow! It was in theaters for a long time, and I remember thinking, it was like four months. Yeah, when I'm in the market to watch this, I will know it. And I was at Sac State, and I was taking a night class, and a professor blew my fucking mind, and my brain hurt. And I'm mm. like, tonight's the night I want to watch Disney. Drove myself to the thing, and I laughed, I cried, and I left thinking that is almost a perfect movie to me nice sounds like a good it. experience and it had big shoes to fill i don't like watching something that has so much hype around it, it had right. so i gave it a lot of space and watched it in february when everyone had forgotten and like got right on facebook like oh my god did you guys hear how good this movie was <laughs> someone's <laughs> like I, w- yeah. I remember thanksgiving time yeah yep so i was late to it but it lived up to the hype for me i thought it was near perfect nice uh what about you nabil um I, I too was uh, waiting quite some time to watch the film. I think I waited till like 2015 to actually watch this movie. Um, you waited that long? Yeah, it, it, it was quite God some damn. time. And honestly, I think I just kind of bought into that hype because I watched it and was like, eh, I don't, I don't see what the appeal is of the film. Uh, definitely not wow. aimed for me. Uh, but yeah, it, not that it was a bad movie. Um, I thought it was, it was okay. I just the way it was hyped up to me it didn't seem to deliver in that. I got you. And Marco, you recently just watched this, right? Yeah, I got you all beat. I saw for the first time <laughs> in forever this year yeah. in 2019. I avoided the hype, the post hype, and even the silence. I just was like, nope, not going to watch it. Everyone's talking about it. That stupid song is playing everywhere. I'm not going to listen to it blah, was. blah, 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 blah. Uh, at the time, I just was not really like so. Plus, it was, I know. It wasn't uh, Pixar. It was Disney Animation. I wasn't sure if I could really trust like a Disney cartoon, hundred percent. I gotcha. So okay. yeah, I finally watched it on Disney Plus. Look at that. I was going to mention it in our segment, but I decided to save it for this. Makes and sense. I Makes went sense. in with really low expectations. Didn't know what to expect, and I actually was pe- pleasantly surprised. I liked it. I actually did like it. I liked how it turned the classic Disney story upside down how it got rid of all the classic tropes like oh princess in distress here comes mm-hmm. a prince to save you blah, blah blah oh no it's a kiss that's gonna save everything no it it brought it it grounded everything a little bit more um i think that everyone had at least some growth throughout the film mm-hmm. uh i i found myself really being on like on elsa's side especially when she sang the song because i was just like yeah you go girl yeah just you know you do you whatever and Olaf wasn't as annoying as I thought it was going to be. Or he was going to be. He was actually quite funny. And yeah. I was like, oh, man. He just <laughs> likes, he likes warm hugs. Yeah. So. And again, I liked how the act at the end was like sisterly love, fam- familiar love like that. It wasn't, you know, something else. And I liked how they played a joke on the whole, like, you just met this guy yeah. for like a day and you're going to marry him like in all their other cartoons. And I kind of like that. Um I now I see like why like my nieces really like this movie when it first came out and I see the appeal to it. So yeah, it was, it was an enjoyable movie. Cool. So I saw this kind of like you, Jill. I, we waited, I saw this with my girlfriend or brother like three months after it came out, probably like January. I think Mm -hmm. I remember. And it was like the theater was fucking packed still. I was like, great. That's pretty cool. And, um, I don't know. It's, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Frozen, really, to tell you the truth. Be completely honest. I know Marco and Nabil already know that. 
I think it was super overhyped for me, so I came in with really high expectations. And I mean, for the most part, it was okay. It has very catchy songs, like to this day, like catchy songs, like goddamn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get stuck in your head. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm like I got one stuck in my head right just, now. Just don't, don't, so. don't hum it, don't sing it, yeah. don't do it to me. I'm like fucking first time forever. Um, God damn it! So I mean, I've I mean, I think I've been exposed to too much of this frozen bullshit. That's why, guys. I went to Disneyland like three times. I've seen the fucking play. I'm like, oh my that, god, that makes, that kill makes sense. me. I think it's okay. I don't hate it. I don't. I don't. I mean, this is the. I just rewatched it before the second one. That's probably my third time seeing it. Probably. I'm not one of those people that have seen it like 20 times. I think I only saw it once. And oh, the only okay. thing to me that didn't live up to the hype is I don't like Idina Menzel's voice. I don't either. I fucking <laughs> dislike her voice, actually. And she got all kinds she's of She's not crazy... a real... I don't think she's a... She's a singer. She's not a voice actor. That's why. Or an yeah, actress. I don't think she'd be a singer. That's what I'm saying. She's actually a singer. I don't like her singer. singing voice. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I'm the only person, I think. Wow. No. I, that's the first time I've ever heard that, actually. Really? Um, I don't like how... Buckle up I, for Frozen The two. character development for it. I don't... She doesn't... There's not a lot of character development for Elsa in this one. Yeah, she goes away, and I, I always kind of um, didn't like that their mom and dad didn't try to find like an actual solution other than like yeah sending her away like get the fuck out of here yeah locking her in a room away from her sister for and then afterwards like send her away and bring her back later yeah I would say that's probably one of my grabs with the movie yeah. it's it was, little things that, that, like that but... that I think were more glaring to me probably and I was like yeah. man fuck this shit and but, then I, mean, it again. but I like the, the bond between the two sisters and how they, they two held each other up even like in, in dire needs they like you know it's it, it just shows that you know sometimes your family's got your back you yeah know I mean? and I thought Disney hadn't done that in a while a yeah. lot of it is like my family doesn't understand me I need to go find something external it's always like some stepmom or stepdad yeah. that doesn't like you blah yeah. blah blah this and that and it's about time they music. yeah it's like you know yeah there's sisters but I mean the same thing could be said about brothers you know but I mean that's been done over and over before yeah. and I thought that that was something nice and fresh that they put into it like regardless of who you are i think it could pretty much transcend the message to anyone yeah gotcha okay so moving on to frozen 2 here guys uh what did you guys think about frozen 2 overall i'll start with joel then keep starting with me i mean because you're my immediate left you're the guest guest Um, too i it didn't hold up to me it didn't match the hype of the first one this almost at all blowing my mind really yes yeah no i didn't like it that you much you did not like frozen i 2? thought it was okay i thought it was watch like watchable and enjoyable gonna... okay i got you I um gotcha. but it didn't to me olaf got funnier in his dialogue like he is, way actually. funny to me i thought he was hilarious i like olaf 2 and frozen 2 better than um frozen Agreed. olaf better in the second one yeah. his comedy Agreed. yes but i thought his song was whack I will tell you about the songs, I guess, in the spoiler section. Yeah. Same. To me, um, Summer was a better song in the first one. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I also liked... I think that was it. That's it? (laughs) Jesus I mean, overall, it was a watch to me, but I think the way I left after watching Frozen 1, the way I felt when I left... Do you think it's maybe because you saw this uh, sooner than you did Frozen 1, though? Because Frozen 1, there was like that three-month hype, and then you saw it? As opposed to this one, you saw it like a week after it came out? Uh, or is maybe. it just like the... I also think when I saw the first one, I was like looking for a Disney feeling. Did and you this have... one, I was like, I could watch a movie tonight. I got you. Did you have like a good like audience with you? Or is it a bunch of kids? 
Oh, I had a good audience. I had one of my best friends with me. No, no, I know that. I mean, right on. But was it like fucking like packed? And no, was it... it was almost no one on Same here, a I Sunday think. night Same. at seven thirty, and that's when I thought actually this is not as good as the first one because oh it would still have the this hype. Should, if this it should was have been good. people. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Nubil? What did you think about Frozen Two? I, I liked it less than the last one. Um, Holy shit, it, Nabil's this, the Grinch of yay, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a fan of, of the series itself, but I will say all, to all the points that uh, both Jill and Marco made about what was good about the first one, I agree with that. Yeah. And all that good, earnest work that they did in that film kind of got stripped away in the second one um, because... It starts off very strong. They kind of just pick up where it lifts off, and like about halfway to the film, it's the tone changes. Uh, it's not. It it doesn't stick with that, and it becomes a different type of adventure. That whole bonding thing is gone, and then the way it ends, I think, is very anticlimactic, especially compared to how that ending was in the first film. So, I, um, okay. I will say that the film you. does wow. play more like a musical. Um, like uh, dude the first one's a fucking musical what are you talking about but i mean like how the film is actually portrayed in this like it's to me when i was watching this it just felt like i was watching an actual musical versus watching like a live action musical it could even be versus yeah i noticed that in the beginning it was more musical feeling it's like back-to-back songs i i mean that's one of my issues with the first one was there's so many goddamn songs but they're all pretty good (laughs) i mean okay which which i i I mean to a point yeah, yeah for the first one um so, Marco, what about you? What did you think of Frozen 2? I guess I'm the odd man out. I really liked it. I liked it better than the first one, actually. I liked how they went more the Pixar route in this one, and <laughs> they took risks with this one. The whole like movie about moving on, and, and it had to do with growth and growing up, and sometimes you have to go through hardships. They're not easy. They're not always going to be good, but that's the only way to grow sometimes, and even if your past is completely horrible you can't always run away from it you can't always shove it under the rug you have to face it sometimes in order to you know become who you're supposed to be yeah i liked how it 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 really made that for everybody every single character in in this movie whether it's small or big had to go through some sort of obstacle to end up where they had to be in the end and i like that mm-hmm. and i liked how i mean there was a lot of meta meaning in the story and some of it was in your face but you know what it speaks to today's times and i think that that was something very necessary because it's speaking to a much younger generation okay, my niece really liked it too because she said that this movie speaks to the kids who were small when they first saw the movie who are have now grown and talks about maybe some of those changes and some of those experiences that they had to go through in the past and had to face in order to become, you know, the quote unquote grown up that they are now. That's and cool. I like that. And when still, you know, was Anna still a little bit annoying? Yeah, she still was a little bit annoying. She was, she was really so annoying this one. That's that's just kinda like how I saw like the movie and I enjoyed it even more because of that. I agree with that. And I liked how it also pointed out that not every king is a good king. Because they're, you know, I'm not going to say spoilers, but I'm just going to, I'm going to speak more on that on the spoilers. Yeah. Jesus Christ, bro. Um, Actually, I thought this was a better movie than the first one. Tell you the truth. I, oh my God, I'm not alone. <laughs> I mean, and that's a, that's weird for me to say, I guess, but I'm, for the most part, this movie, I think it does a better job with the character development leading into like 
more with Elsa, which I thought they lacked in the first one. Like yeah. you actually finally get to kind of know Elsa more as a character. I think she's super like wouldn't I mean I don't want to say, like frozen in the first one I guess. <laughs> but she's not much Zing. of a character. She's just the person that like, oh, I mean there's an issue with me and Anna and them, like sisterly love or some bullshit. They don't really explore the issue in the first one. Yeah. Either. To a point and I mean I like the whole fact that they they look into like, hey, not everything is always the right thing that you think of, I guess. Yeah. Not trying to spoil shit yet, but um I don't like that the songs here all suck though. All of them. Like, not a single song is good here. I mean, maybe that 80s-ish one that Kristoff sings. Yeah, he does okay. that's hilarious. It's crazy because the Frozen 1 songs have been in my head this week, and I saw Frozen 2 exact. on Sunday. Same right. here. Same I kind of, but I kind of liked it because it kind of was less distracting for the story. I feel like in the first one, the songs carry the movie, and in this one, the story the carries the movie does, but more it, than, yeah, more but than the songs. Yeah, but for longevity of a Disney movie, if you don't have a song to think of five years later, you're not going to be like, I can't even quote you. Like a line from one of the songs. I'm holding on tight to you. Okay. That was but the it, only yeah, line okay. that was memorable of any okay. song. But again, it has to do with like kind of like growing up and yeah, change too. They so. weren't for me. I yeah. can accept that. They weren't for me either. I guess that's, <laughs> I mean, but I wanted at least one fucking song to work. So I was like, okay, I guess not. And it shows, there's a theme about change and like letting, letting go. God damn, it's happening again. Quoting the, Here we go. Quote, quoting the songs from the fucking first one. Like letting go of like your past and moving forward. And sometimes it's a scary thing, but mm-hmm. you don't always need to be with the people that, you know, you're most familiar with. So, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to jump into it. Let's jump into spoilers, guys. Because I was going to say memorable scenes, but that's kind of, we, we'll talk about it in spoilers section. So yeah. if you have not seen Frozen 2 yet, guys, skip ahead to, and look at our time on these ones for our outro so you don't get it ruined. Alright, so guys, talking about um, songs right off the bat here. In spoiler section here, guys. So, the songs. I don't, like I said, I didn't like them. No, I didn't I don't either. think anything... I, I didn't think they were relatively good, that's why. I they they the, didn't stand out. I thought the first one was okay. The Kristen Bell... Um, holding on tight to some things never change and she like is hugging Olaf about it oh when they're walking through the town yeah like okay. the intro I, the first song which that was the first song I think yeah, and I, I think thought so. okay they kind of have a good song going on and then whatever the second oh. song was I think it was Olaf about growing up and maturing and stuff like fuck that fuck that song yeah it was weird and then he had oh, like callbacks okay. to it in dialogue later in the movie and I'm like that wasn't that, that good of a like song that, that growing song, up is not that good of a the song didn't liven up until towards the end like the last like yeah. 30 seconds of it where he really starts his vibrato again yeah. and, and when you said your nieces liked it because when they were younger Frozen 1 and now Frozen 2 I can see that song being cooler to yeah. someone who is like excited to grow up yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nabil did you like Me any of the songs <laughs> I know you didn't like the movie, but did you like the songs? Um, well, I think my favorite song was probably from Kristoff uh, near the end where he's missing um, Anna, and it's it turns into more of like a 90s. What's that? Into the Woods kind of like or some shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it plays the, the Lost the Woods. It plays like an 80s ballad, that's why. Yeah. It's super cool. It's funny, I think. I don't know if it's memorable, but it's very funny. I can't quote one line for that song. No, no, no. Lost in the woods. Yeah, well, like, oh, lost yeah. in the woods. <laughs> I mean, like a like. I was a, I was like dying because it was just so ridiculous, yeah. and it was just like one one like 
joke after another. They had the whole sequence where it looks like a queen video. Yes. And I was just dying. Was I was like, this it was the highlight of the movie for me. Yeah. Did you see Kristen Bell interviewed on a late night show where she talked about that? No. She said that one of her favorite parts of the movie or what she's most proud of is that song because having a guy feel those love feelings about being so open to her and wanting her and not knowing it's like we see girls sing that song all the time but for Kristen Bell she was like knowing that little boys are watching a man have big love feelings about a girl that's cool I have more to add to that yeah add it on to it oh just uh, I kind of like the fact how Kristoff is very much supportive he was just very much like there's a scene and we're in spoilers now where Anna's trying to get to the Giants and he runs up. He's like, what do you need? Yes. And she's like, I need to get there. One. And he's like, let's do it. And yes. I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. He wasn't like, you ditched me. He was like, I'm here. Yeah. How can I help? Yeah. It's like a whole, like a true partnership, which yeah. is, you know, how it should be. So it was pretty cool. I thought Anna was shitty to him for kind of the whole movie. The whole Same. So but like, it oh, kind of shows is, what miscommunication also, does yeah. when you don't like really express what yeah. you want to say leads to. And that is how she was annoying to me. I, is everything same. was like she would took it personally and she was t- very not just that ugh. too she was very uh i mean marco knows what i'm talking about she was a level 10 clinger you know yeah what I mean? so yeah <laughs> well i should run into a couple of those back but i mean day. like when he Clean was trying Elsa, when he was trying when he was I mean. trying to open up and be vulnerable and it's like dude he's really trying right now yeah. which throw falling, him a bone falling back to the though i don't think anna was that needy in the first movie she was wasn't she? and no, she, she wasn't that insecure that's what i mean i'm like when the fuck did this happen i think and they didn't play this out too well, but I think it's because of she was fearing loss of losing her sister, so yeah. she would be like, "Who? Oh, we have to do this stuff, or she's gonna leave, or some shit, maybe." Yeah, right? yeah and stuff like is? that. And so, like, she was like, "I'm gonna lose my sister, and now I'm gonna lose my love too." And it's, but they didn't, they didn't write it, flesh it out too well. No. You know, I see what they were trying to do, but they just didn't do, do it. Too I still well. don't think Anna and Kristoff's uh, romance is even like believable. believable. Double jinx? jinx. Yeah. I don't think it was either. But he is adorable and Kristen Bell. But I mean, I, are they assuming that because of the time from the first movie to the second movie, more shit's happened? So they like, moved in together? Right. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, Nabil's like, this is some bullshit right here, bro. <laughs> I, I think it is. It's more, it's like more like a realistic, I guess, to a point relationship. They were going for that, definitely. And it's not, it's not your classic Disney romance. And that's why it feels, it, it's because we expect that. Yeah. Like it felt like even at first I was like, I don't know how I felt about that. But thinking about it, it just felt more like they were trying to kind of ground it a little bit more. Yeah. I don't know. Age wise in the first one, um, Elsa turned 18, right? To get coronated as queen. And then that would make Anna. She was only 18. I, well, it was coronation Maybe? day. I, I She's know. of age. That was in the movie. So, oh, shit. I didn't even catch that. So then Anna that. would be less than 18. She's, She's younger, younger, right? Yeah. yeah. So she's only like 20-ish. Is it three years later? Is it six years later? I don't know. Is it actual real time? She would have to be of age in order for Elsa to pass on the throne to her. And to get engaged to a man. Well, that's back in the day. They're getting, they're getting married at age 14. I know, but it's 2020. We're not going to touch that one. Disney and, you know, freaking Age of Consent there. Yeah. So. Are we still talking about songs? (laughs) <laughs> no not really there's really nothing else to say about songs i think yeah, i would say that. what did you guys think about overall with the how the ending was i i, I want to say one thing about it was they do destroy the dam right i think it was kind of cheap that arendelle didn't get destroyed same yeah, I, I was like same. what the fuck was the point yeah. of that then yeah they make a big deal like we can't do it or the fucking city's gonna let's get everyone out i'm like okay do you know why why i have like a pretty deep 
I think I know why. Because they want to sell, can't sell Arendelle Castle toys if the fucking place is destroyed. So (laughs) pretty much. Okay, since we're on spoilers, did anyone else get like Pocahontas vibes? Very heavy in this movie. Or was uh, that just me? Uh, a bit, yeah. Shit, a little bit. I the guess. leaves. Yeah. Even the, though I've like, never seen the movie, but I know what you mean. Get a fucking life again <laughs> with you. So in Pocahontas, what? it's like indigenous people and their use of the land and their faith in the land and all of that. Yeah. And this was like, okay, a movie about white girls, but they're going to go the Pocahontas route okay. and be one with nature and shit. And I thought, so I took notes during this movie because I'm like, I'll need to remember stuff. Oh, and I wrote like very responsible. Yeah, damn, nice. Can't fucking trust white people. That's what the historical significance of Frozen Two is. It's the same one from Pocahontas. Well, is I that mean, not all kings it, are good. It's the same theme of like uh, outsiders coming in and destroying your way yes. of life. Yeah, yes. and then rewriting and history, thinking their way is better, and making a dam. So I think they didn't have enough movie or enough maturity to unpack. Yeah, the whole Arendelle is going to be destroyed because you guys fucked up two generations ago. And I think that is too much for Disney to show. So it's like, there's a way around it. There's a way to do the right thing and not destroy everything that you've built in two generations or more. Like, I don't know. To, to seg- that's, to segue, that was my like very far-fetched, but I think it's real. To segue onto that, I think it also shows that if you actually, you know, if you don't swipe things under the rug and stuff, it's not going to destroy your yeah, foundation. it's not 100%. the end of the world. You're just going to find gonna a It's going to be new, like, everything's going to be path. okay, man. It's not the end of the world. If you just freaking accept, you know, the past and stuff. I mean, tagging on to Jill's thing, I I think Disney, I mean, Disney does do it sometimes. Like Moana, their whole fucking island gets destroyed. And they're like, hey, now we can go journey around. You've never seen Moana? I said they're not white. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. My (laughs) bad. I just think like a well-built castle and a community of people who are built on, we accidentally fucked over this enchanted Pocahontas land. Truthfully, I just think they were just ripping off the fifth element, but yeah, I'm just kidding. All the same thing, right? (laughs) No. Another thing that I thought was stupid, spoiler, is that the they didn't recognize their mom in that statue. That was a stupid That was dumb, plot by the way. They're like, yep. who is They're like, oh, girl? look at their dad. And it's like, our mom. Like, you could have just had the statue was broken By the way, I got to bring it up. The fact that that was Evan Rachel Wood. I'm like, did she have three lines total the whole time. in that whole fucking Something movie? Like that. I was surprised to see her name, was, too. Yeah, I was shocked, too. I knew that was Alfred Molina. I was like, that's definitely Alfred Molina. And then when I saw Evan Rachel Wood doing an interview, and I was like, why is she promoting this film? She had, like, three fucking lines. Yeah. She put the kids to bed at one point, That's and then sang the song? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What did you think about the ending, though, Nabil? I mean, that's that That was my biggest thing compared to the, the first film, was that it was just, it just ended, you know? Like like you guys said, save Because you said it was anticlimactic in the beginning. What did you mean by that? Did you not like the Giants? Well, I mean, it was cool to see the Giants, but you saw the, the resolve that she had with the three other elements and then also very uh, Avatar-esque kind of theme going on with it. But Did you like that there was really no bad guy? Yeah, see, that's the thing. <laughs> Basically. She gets, so Basically. she gets frozen um, in the castle, right? And then yeah. sends her sister, which is a great little plot twist to have the sister save the day. I, I like that. But um, Elsa still comes and says... Oh well, I was okay to save the 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 town, so I I saved the town, kind of thing. Like it's yeah, just seemed to like it cheapened it to me that whole thing. Just like you guys were talking about, and I don't, I don't feel like the stakes were there. They tried to build some kind of stakes, but um, I, I, everything just worked out a little too neatly for me. And maybe you know that's just a sense of a Disney film where I'm a cynic, but. Um, which, I, was, like, which was very much a Disney-esque kind of ending, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of agree with that. Like, I, Because it, it goes with what Jill was saying, that that castle should have been destroyed. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. Or Arendelle should have been destroyed. 
and they should have. I mean, they're already in the hills. They could have like built yeah. a new structure. And every, Elsa can build things. I out thought of they ice. might destroy it because all the people were out. It'd be kind of fucked up for Disney to like right. wipe out a <laughs> castle full of people. But yeah. the fact that it was. Yeah, everybody empty, was but, in like a safe spot. Yeah, those fucking but, I mean, trolls aside, came back. Aside from that, the whole like giant sequence and stuff like that, I thought that was pretty epic. And the fact that I mean, done pretty well. I mean, those giants were freaking huge, man. It's pretty awesome. So something else that didn't work for me on the ending was the four symbols were earth, fire, wind, and the fifth element. No, but what was the fourth one? Uh, it was wind, fire, water, maybe water. Yeah, yeah the horse was water, man. And then yeah. the fifth one was Elsa? Elsa. Yeah, that's fucking whack. The fifth yeah. element. There has I'm to be you. some characteristic she possesses, or some some trait or love. something that she yeah if they love. said the fifth thing was love but they were like the yes. fifth thing was Elsa the like, what movie didn't... is that from the fifth element <laughs> is it was, yeah. yeah that's exactly what it's from one of my biggest gripes with the movie didn't they I'm... have that image like in the past though too I'm like was Elsa time traveling or some shit that's why I think it should have been like the merging of you know the mom was from the forest and the dad wasn't like something she, merging she, coming together that, but that's what elsa was she one. was a symbol of love of that but she was yeah elsa technically but they didn't ever they were just like elsa was the yeah but element. isn't elsa technically the emergence of that because that, she's the right. daughter of those two yes she yeah, is. yeah yeah exactly right. guys i'm but saying both that they could have driven home the point that Jill, the fifth thing was that i'm gonna, I'm gonna put they, you on pause they were like it was elsa you it's need true. to go watch the fifth element right now. Okay. You. Have you not seen the fifth element? I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, it didn't like stick to It's similar to like elements and shit. Yeah. Uh, what, what were you saying, Neville? I'm sorry. What was I going to say? Anna too, though. They, you know, they have the same at the end where it's, they're, you yeah. know, they're saying that they're a bridge between the two worlds, right? Anna technically is supposed to I be guess. a part of that fifth element, you know, fifth uh, whatever in the world over there. And they kind of lean, they, they gloss over it a little bit, but try to bridge kept, her into yeah. the whole thing, saying that she was a part of it. I kept thinking Anna was going to have like some powers or some shit. I was like, yeah. does she have fire powers? What's yeah. going on here? <laughs> I, th- I think they cheaply try to handle the whole sharing of like what Nabil was saying with Anna taking over Arendelle and then Elsa I will say over. the ending does seem a bit rushed then now that we've yeah. talked about it. Now that yeah. I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I guess it was kind of rushed. Because it wasn't one of those um, where the symbols are really driving the story. They were just kind of there. They and were. So they I just kind of came the, across yeah. them like, oh, we got to this And they were like, now. oh, this imagery, but what's this fifth one? It was only mentioned a couple you times. You kind of forget about it. Yeah, they, and then they... at the end, it's like Elsa gets dubbed the fifth right. thing, and it's like that never held water. Right. right. Frozen or liquid. It was never clued really much that there was a, a fifth spirit, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. And so when it came to it, it was like, like suddenly a surprise. I was like, oh, okay, you guys never really foreshadowed that I yeah. but, all right yeah uh closing thoughts here guys this is moving into this then or if you guys did you have like a best moment worst moment olaf was the best moment to me i think most so of his stuff which is weird because i didn't really like him in the first movie but i thought he kind of carried like this one yeah he almost carried it to me and Kristen bell just in general her voice is made for voice acting so wait me. hold on though it's you so don't cute. like idina menzel's voice no forgot to touch upon this one for this one go on, go for it yeah, no, I'm just saying you just don't like her singing or her voice, period. Her voice is okay. Her singing, I don't like. I actually took my bathroom break during her song because I'm like, they definitely give me like five minutes here. I'll be oh, she, she goes on for a while. Damn. Yeah, I, I left in the beginning and I was like, Disrespect. I'll be right back. You know that meme where it's like, I'm a head out. <laughs> like, yeah, I, as soon as you started, because I had flashbacks from the first one and I hate Let It Go, that song from by her. It's a powerful song, though. I like when anyone else sings it. 
I mean, True. what about you, Marco? I, I, I kind of like the song because it made sense. I mean, I don't like the song, but I was like, it makes sense. Uh, I'd say when Elsa reaches the the frozen river area where her, mm. I forgot the name of the the place, but it had anyway, a weird. That but she another thing. It had a weird name that you don't. Not yeah, your tongue. when you first see Once. the freaking unicorn and everything, and she's having like all those visions and yeah. stuff like that. That part was done really cool. I thought the animation yeah. was really cool, and then she freaking rides the unicorn. I thought that was really awesome. Wasn't it just a water horse? Was it yeah, a water basically. horse? It was a unicorn. She turns it into a unicorn, okay. I think, at one point. Does she? Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't remember seeing a horn coming out. Uh, what about you, Nibel? I know you hated this movie. So, <laughs> well, was I mean... the credits the best part, or the <laughs> the scene after the credits where they did a callback to the scene after the first movie when he gets I home? Saw, I saw that, which was I thought was funny. Uh, Olaf was definitely the funniest part of this film. Um, and I don't know, Into the Unknown really is still stuck in my head, so it's definitely going to get, you're going to hear a lot of kids singing it too. Um, Wait, is it Into the Unknown or Into the Forest? Into no, the Into unknown. the Unknown. Oh, Even geez. I knew that and I peed. Oh yeah, Into the Unknown. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, now it's stuck in my head again. <laughs> so, I mean, Panic there's that. Panic at the Disco sang it at the end. Yeah, but that's Idina Menzel's song though, right? Yes, yeah. So, Jill doesn't like that then? No, she does not. But I know the name of it. That's true. For the record. Touche. Um, I would say the best moment for me, I like when Olaf comes back. That was a cute scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, we all knew it was going to happen, though, obviously. Yeah, of course. Come on. They left him in a nice little pile, too. I was like, he's behind the waterfall. Yeah. But, I mean, he actually, for the most part, I liked him better in this movie. Yeah. I think the water having memory thing paid off more than I thought it would. Which, I mean, yeah. he's he's it's so weird that he's just blaring off facts about bullshit. And like, <laughs> does this going to like foreshadow something? And it does. Yeah. yeah. He's more but, mature I mean, now. He's wiser, guys. He, well, that's the whole thing. It's weird that he's doing that in a way and he's bringing up. I, I think it's always super cheap that Olaf can survive, by the way. They're like, you got permafrost now. You're okay. You, yeah, now we don't like, need oh, to worry man, about bro. you melting. I'm like, well. Cause, he doesn't have his, his little cloud anymore. I'm like, Well, because oh. Marco knows my opinion on Frosty. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, this is definitely not realistic. But for the most part, I think, you know, it, not a bad movie. I'd probably watch this one again as opposed to the first one. I just wish I it agree. had better songs. Yeah. I won't. I probably wouldn't watch it just because of the songs. Okay. I mean, no. we'll probably see. There's obviously going to be a third movie, I'm assuming. Yeah, with a wedding. Really? You oh, think so? Duh. Oh, duh. Yes. Yeah, it's probably going to be about a wedding. Yeah. There's going to be a king oh. now, right? You don't end a movie to overcome with that. a proposal. They're not going to like jump up seven years ahead and Anna's got kids. And, Hell like, no. Disney doing weddings, they'll never pass Elsa it Elsa reveals she has a woman lover. She's they like, probably well, lose Olaf in this one. They got to go find him. He's probably like the best man or whatever. Yeah. Or he's the <laughs> one giving away. Anna. They'll yeah. bring back the little yeah. gecko that looks like the tangled gecko. He d- yeah, okay, thank he you. Totally yeah. He looks exactly like the tangled gecko. Disney was like, gecko. hmm, what's in our, what else is in They're our like, everybody used toolbox? To like yeah, but Disney always regurgitates things. You're just yeah. like, mm, let's just use that and just freaking, you know. It's just like Tailspin. Familiar. How about we grab Baloo from the Jungle Book <laughs> yeah. and make him the pilot? And so Shere Khan. Yeah, huh? sounds great There to we go. Me. Yeah, Shere wow, Khan. He's a businessman in this one. Look at that. Okay, guys. So overall, would you guys recommend this though to people? Sure. Yeah, I mean, if just you're I mean, as fans of the first one, or would it be something with like a cautionary, like, hey, it's not as good as the first one, but no. not a bad movie. Oh, okay. after hearing his nieces like it, I've had a change of damn. Heart. Look at that. Look at that. Just slightly. I'm assuming Marco, you you'd recommend it. I feel like you've become yeah. a fan of the movie now. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd watch it again. I mean, it's not you know my my top you know list, but mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say it's a really good solid story. I I recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, Nabil, I'm definitely assuming you're gonna say no. I mean, if you've got children, kids should watch it, and that's all I can recommend it to. <laughs> I would say, yeah. That's fair. Take a look at it. My girlfriend liked it a lot, by the way. 
So it's one of those movies where I think if you like the first one, you're probably going to like this one too. Depends, depends, obviously. Mm-hmm. Listen to our podcast as you have by this point, and then you'll <laughs> figure it out. But uh, I would say, yeah, for the most part, if uh, especially if it inspires people like that, especially with Marco's kind of story. I mean, yeah. it's touching. So. And yeah. I like the, going back to the Pocahontas thing one more time, the like wanting to do right by nature. Yes. I like what you said, that it's like going to be relevant now, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> that like we need to do better by... You know, people who are using the land and appreciating and yeah. respecting it. Oh, and it. you know, showing that you know, their, their granddad wasn't really a good guy. Yeah. Like, as opposed to other Disney films. Again, putting their classic trope, you know, upside down on itself. Yeah. You and know, things not turn all out okay good. after yeah, you address that exactly. and put it you, out in the open. Yeah. yeah we're not, the, so. we're yeah. not the sins of our fathers. So I would say yay based on that message getting out to most people. They were like, people. Grandpa's kind of a dick. Yeah. Cool. So that is the end of podcast number 62, guys. Thank you once again, Yay. Jill, for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, Good thanks having you back. Everybody for... I'll talk shit about Disney anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. She's like, fuck Aladdin. She's like, or, Frozen or 2, about about really decent. Known, but Disney Plus is dope. Yeah. yeah. Or about now watching Shia LaBeouf movies or She's Timothy... Like, Chalamet. Chalamet. Oh yeah. Come on now. Is it Timothy something? There's a new one. I can send you some good YouTube videos if you want. Sure, go for it. (laughs) Trust me. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. All the feedback, all the response and reviews. Uh, Marco, let them know how they can reach us. Check us out on our social media on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MoviePalsPod and follow us. Also, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, or SoundCloud, hit that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. We appreciate all the feedback you guys give us. And also send us a recommendation. We'll listen to you. And uh, we do have a new segment coming out, guys. We're just trying to still fix the audio here with Nabil living across the country. So uh, something will be coming soon on that. It's I think you guys are going to like that, too. Absolutely. So join us next time for episode 63. We will be reviewing the new film Jumanji, The Next Level. So until then, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And this time it was Jill. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> have a good one, guys. <laughs>